Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hello, my beautiful friends. How are you today? Thank you so much for being here with me again today. This is going to be the last episode of the Milk and Coffee podcast for this year. And what a year it has been. I appreciate each and every one of you that has taken the time to listen to these heart messages of mine. And I'm so thankful for all the feathery, comforting messages that have reached me in the past couple of months. So I will take a winter break from the podcast and I will most likely return around the 11th of January. So keep an eye out for a new episode then. I hope very much that you will join me again here next year. So today I just want to send all of you off with a big heartfelt invitation to rest. An invitation to hibernate for a bit which I understand this episode coming out a few days before Christmas Eve, that sounds very counterculture to the madness that is the Christmas holiday for so many people. But I just want to put together a few simple and cozy reminders of how you can slow down in the weeks to come and what this season means for me. Last week, I saw this beautiful image by Dory Joy on Instagram. And it was a painting. It was showing a mother cuddling her young child to her chest, breastfeeding. And her body was covered by fallen leaves. Beneath her laid a curled up fox. And around her was the fur of a big brown bear. She was cocooned in between these powerful creatures nestled into their protective embrace. The bear had a moon where his third eye is and there were these little stars flowing out of the woman's hair. Now I'm normally not one for these uh, spirit animal types of art but this one really spoke to me. Um, Maybe also because of the caption which read invitation into the dark dreaming. The dark dreaming. How beautiful is that? And what does it mean right? I, I think it is this time of year that beckons us to dive deeper into this cauldron of regeneration, to feel the blanket of dark lull us into a time of comfort, renewal, and this magical dream time. There is a fascinating solace in the art of hibernation, to surrender to the season, to slumber deep beneath the frost-leaden boughs, icy breaths mingling with frost crystals. Cloaked in fur and feather, animals know how to yield to the chill. They know to become still is actually to stay strong. And I too feel a deep invitation to rest. And yet I keep giving energy to things that just sort of lure me in. But what would it be like to allow ourselves a true winter, a time of prioritizing rest, 
to shed what is dead and to prepare our hearts for new growth. A time to release your jaw, release the grip and trust that stillness is nothing to fear and nothing to feel guilty of. One of my favorite books to revisit this time of year is Catherine May's Wintering. In her book, she describes wintering as a tender and necessary phase in life's rhythms, aching to the quiet, introspective nature of the season itself. Wintering, resting as a time of deep introspection, restoration, and inner growth, a time for stillness, healing, and lots of self-nurturing. So that when spring comes back around, we can emerge and bloom with newfound resilience and understanding. And coming back to that beautiful image I saw with the bear and the fox and the mother, I can't help but think of us human mothers in the way of the bear mother, who full of ancient wisdom seeks refuge in her den in the winter and births and cradles her young, her young ones nestled in the warm embrace of Mother Earth. She tenderly nurtures them, hidden from the winter winds in this cocoon of darkness, and she tends to them in these long hibernative months with a patience and resilience that is woven into her spirit and that we have a lot to learn from. Then, as the earth stirs from its wintry cold slumber, the mother bear emerges from her den, and the cubs following her into the light. What a powerful metaphor, right, for us mothers, um, for the season of winter, for the winters that are other seasons like postpartum, for example. But to use this winter um, as a paragon of strength and rebirth and of time spent bonding and offering ourselves up to rest in the comfort of our homes. I don't know about you, but the older I get and the more wise I become, especially through my mothering, the bigger is the pull to rely more heavily again on my intuition and on that deeper inner knowing and to return to systems that speak of an older truth than the ones that I grew up with. Did you know, for instance, that before we adapted the Gregorian calendar that drives our productive hustle culture today, the Celts practiced a 13-month calendar that actually began in the end of March or, you know, the beginning of spring. So their calendar divided the year into 13 lunar months, aligning closely with our natural cycles of 28-day rhythms and also aligning deeply with the agricultural patterns they saw. I personally think that makes so much more sense to end the year in the stark, cold phase of venturing and then start into a new year as nature returns to blossoming, you know, which is a time where that wild spring energy has this grip on us and drives us forward. So, well, you know, we are pretty much committed now to the Gregorian calendar. So, which means we, I just, it is okay to do less. You do not have to go to every celebration, to every gathering that you're invited to in the next few days. It is okay to change your mind and honor your rest instead. It is okay, in my opinion, and actually transformative for all of us on a societal level if, let's say, when you cancel an engagement, you actually stay to the truth and simply say, hey, thank you so much for thinking of me. I value the thought and the invitation, but my body is calling me to rest today. Remember 
that you do not have to go overboard with food preparations. If the kitchen is a place of rest for you, then by all means go for it. But also it's okay to go simple on yourself. There's lots of nourishment and comfort to be found in a simple stew or a, or a, just a comforting pasta dish. Especially for us with young kids, I'd say let's prioritize prioritize time with them playing underneath the tree over trying to impress them with elaborate cooking skills that most likely they're going to wrinkle their noses at. Remember that you do not have to exhaust yourself cleaning your house. Both This goes both for you and your partner. Christmas is a time to invite in you know, your nearest and dearest. And if they don't understand that as a mother, you cannot have everything perfectly spot cleaned at all times, then who will? Remember, you do not have to eat and drink everything that is offered to you. If it feels good to indulge and just enjoy, then do that. But if it feels good to digest and rest, then also do that. Stay with what your body calls for. Also remember that there is going to be sibling fights and meltdowns and an abundance of emotions flowing around just like the rest of the year. So put away all the unrealistic expectations of what Christmas and New Year's need to look like and just enjoy the calm moments as they come. Then, you know, after Christmas, a real exciting time starts, a time that I treasure each year. In Germany, we call the 12 nights between Christmas on January 6th, the Rauhnächte, or wild nights, or 12 nights, or raw nights. So these nights are steeped in a lot of folklore, and it is believed that the veil between the worlds of the living and the spirit is very thin, allowing otherworldly moments to arise. It is a time for rituals of protection, divination, cleansing, and preparing for the year ahead. It's a time for introspection and setting intentions and practicing simple rituals aimed at warding off negative energies while inviting positive influences for the coming year. It is a time where it is believed that your dream world is very vivid and active and many people keep a dream journal. Um, many people also send a wish off for the new year each night or they go sort of the opposite way where they have 12 wishes prepared and they randomly pick one each night, uh, burn that in a fire in a little ritual. And the one that is left at the end um, is the one that they're going to focus on for that year. Uh, this year, my family will honor these nights by actually not using any electric light sources, but living only by candlelight for these magical days and really going inward and finding stillness. This will slow us down quite a bit, I expect, because once the sun goes down, we will only have candles, which means doing a bunch of chores will be a lot harder, slowing us down automatically. I will use these 12 nights to not do any work at night and not do any um, TV watching, but instead maybe read by candlelight or simply you know, meditate or talk and cuddle and make love and do all of those rejuvenating things. I will also host a local winter night of poetry and reflection on the 28th of December. So if you're a local to me, get in touch if you want to receive an invitation. Um, if you're not local to me, I invite you 
anyways, to end your year very softly, to finish it restful and grateful. Do what feels good. Take walks in the winter sun. Take a sleep. This is the time of the year where the internet is particularly full of motivation and goals and ways to plan out the new year and how to smet, how to set these smart goals and have your most productive, most successful year yet. I, for one, have decided that this year I will not make myself any tangible quantifiable goals for the year ahead at all. As a matter of fact, I want to practice radical detachment from expected outcomes, especially in numbers, and see if I can just fall into a place of deep trust and to let go of the idea that I know what will happen next. Because if anything, this past year of 2023 has showed me that no matter how well you prepare for something, it will maybe not work out in the end. So I want to reclaim both my mothering and particularly my creative work and do all of it from a place of joy and see where that will lead me to sort of let the path reveal itself as I walk it. I am curious to explore what life will look like if I redefine what success means to me. What if success looked like a regulated nervous system? What if success looked like a good night's sleep? What if success sounded like an easy laughter? What if success felt like the warmth in your lover's arms or just the softness of placing your head on a pillow after a hard day? Nature knows that rest is fertile, that growth is seasonal. That is something we have forgotten and that I am determined to return to. So if you want to use your 12 wild nights for some reflection as well, I invite you to sit deeply with your feelings and just let the emotions come. Let them come easily and let them pass through you. Give them a good cry or a good rage. Um, This is a great time to grieve what wasn't and to celebrate what came through you this year. To sit and journal on all the beautiful things in our lives. Because I think that even if you just had the hardest year yet, there are probably going to be plenty of things to be grateful for if you take the time to reflect and notice. And then as you sit deeply with what comes up for you, see if a one particular word emerges from a deep place inside of you. And then maybe like me, you will decide to forego making any hard plans for 2024 and instead let a simple word guide you next year and see which synchronicities will come up and where it takes you. I am probably going to share my word with you, um, but I'm not sure yet how, maybe on the podcast, but more likely over on my Substack. So if you read along there for free, um, you'll find out sometime in January what my word is. The thought um, seems adventurous and comforting to me at the same time to just go with the flow. Let's see if we can live from a place of trust next year to let ourselves be deeply surprised at life and to live from a deep, deep understanding that what is right for us means that we have to let go of what is right for everybody else. So with that, I hope you have some 
wonderful days and weeks ahead of you. I hope that you find patience and calm even in the days that feel rougher. If you feel that you're lonely or that you want to share anything or reflect with me on anything that I talked about today, um, please don't hesitate to send me a message. I may not get back to you right away in the next couple of weeks, but you know, I will eventually. And every message means a lot to me. For now, I'm wishing you a happy Christmas, a restful time, and a hopeful start into the new year. Bye. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower, more intentional life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave me a review, let me know where you like to listen to my podcast, or write to me. And most importantly, tell all your friends about milk and coffee. For more nourishing lifestyle inspiration, supportive mindset shifts, and all the coziness, follow me on Instagram at ava.maria.smith and subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee. Or go to my webpage, www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey and I'm here for you. Take a deep breath now and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive?